Can't wait to tie it all in. Do you know what else gets tied in? Mixed up confusions. Confusions? Multiple confusions? Just one confusion. (laughs) Another one later. Another confusion later. Two confusions? One confusion. How many confusions? Man, it's a killing me. There's just too many people And they're all too hard to please Welcome to Mixed Up Confusion. We are here today after Dear Landlord, which came out on Monday. You have listened to it. You have idolized it. You are loving it. You are telling all your friends, all your family, everyone. We will be out of the bunker in no time because of you. But what you're actually listening to is that song from John Wesley Harding that we picked on oh, Monday. Yeah. Well, I hope you are listening to that. I hope you're also listening to our playlist. Thanks to the people that are already following along there. Thanks to everybody who subscribed on Twitter, Tumblr, all, all, all the stuff. You know, you know where we live. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and do what we do here best, which is talk about more music. We obviously delved uh, deep or as deep as we could into Dear Landlord as much as we wanted to. Next week, we're going to be doing A Dreamed I Saw St. Augustine, also from John Wesley Harding. This week, though, let's talk about the playlist. Kelly, let's kick it off. And if you're curious to know or haven't listened to it yet, uh, at this point, you'll probably want to go to our website, search the show notes for Dear Landlord, episode 24, and the playlist is archived there right for you. So, uh, Dear Landlord by Bob Dylan, but then also Mr. Landlord, Arrested Development. I- Arrested Development. I kind of recommended Arrested Development in a roundabout way when I was recommending MTV Just Classic. 90s. <laughs> RV every rap in general. general. Um, they are a really, really cool rap group that I love a lot. I love their euphony. Oh, there you go. I'm trying to work it in. Nice. Uh, this song it's is off better. their second album, um, Zingala Maduni, I think is how you say that. But it's. Uh, song deals about racist landlord and just them generally being shitty. The song is about Donald Trump. The song is about Donald Trump being a shitty-ass landlord and Basically. being a fucking racist like he was yeah. and had to go to fucking court for us. So this, this is about our president. It's amazing. And are the, it's not that this makes them any better or worse, but Arrested Development, they don't cuss in their music. And their whole intention behind them forming their group it was to make a positive rap, like as in that they wanted to portray things that are um, – Specific to the African American community that they wanted to bring attention to, and and they just wanted to do it in a way that wasn't just like constantly misogynist or talking about drugs incessantly. Like it, it just I don't know. They have an interesting spin, and they, their um, track production they always have a really fun sound. They have like this alternative kind of note to it. Even this one has fun strings in the background that you don't yeah. really hear in a lot of rap songs. And they I know, think this really is fun. where we live. I mean, I you live in the '90s as a matter of <laughs> choice. I live it for, especially for '90s hip hop. I live there because I can't I can't get out of it. I mean, not that talking about drugs and no, no. whatever <laughs> isn't like, I mean, we could. I got your misogyny. point. But yeah, they just they take stuff in a different direction, which I think is kind of refreshing. Yeah. Which is funny because it's 30 years old. So it's like, eh, well, it's refreshing it's the way kind of, in the past. Yeah. And it's also kind of still poignant. It's, it's despondently so, yeah. Mr. Landlord, I understand. You have the right to check out your land because it's your land. My family told me you've been kicking in windows, forcing them to be a little scared, keeping curtains closed. I protect my house, but on tour, I try to find a home where my people are secure. Your racist views are the views of your own, so please don't let it into my family zone. Just letting you know 
that's just a new thing we've been doing that a lot where we just kind of have one artist that kind of weirdly gets two but this one was perfect because one is called dear landlord the other is called the rent that i pay we obviously go into a little rent interlude later on so stay (laughs) tuned for that i guess i'll take over the next one johnny flynn i don't know who this person is and i never heard this song never heard is great song's great i've never heard of johnny flynn either the landlord right and also just let me note the first line of this song is that i met the landlord i kept my soul but I'm going to go unrelated really quick. Do you know the show Lovesick? Yes. Previously, Squirtle Recall. It used to be called Squirtle Recall. Uh, You can watch it on Netflix. Great show. Um, Lovesick is, uh, it's a concept. Bob Dylan doesn't own it, although he has a song called Lovesick from 1997's uh, OK Computer Beating Time Out of Mind. You got to say that every time. Um, I do have to say that every time. That's contractual. That's We can't quibble over that. Right. Maybe when we get to episode 50, we can renegotiate. But um, <laughs> it's a show that features Daniel Ings as Luke, who's one of the best performances, you know, like the, you know, the funny guy. He's hilarious, but he's got like this really deep, dark backstory. But he's probably like the funniest character I've seen on the TV. The roommate? The roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a long time. Um, amazing. Antonia Thomas as Eve. I could not have a bigger crush on anyone on planet Earth, <laughs> uh, except for maybe it rivals Pam from The Office when The Office <laughs> was going on. Um, and I believe that the lead singer's um, – the lead singer, I'm sorry. The lead um, character's name is Dylan. Yes. And the lead actor is Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn, what? the main character of Lovesick, is the same Johnny Flynn that we are listening to on that fucking awesome song. What? Same person. The actor that plays the that The actor dude? that plays Dylan, the main character, who gets with, you know, Eve. What? Is Johnny Flynn. You're I'm not me. fucking kidding you. I'm not fucking kidding. I, I confirmed it as many ways as I possibly could. Wikipedia, the website, everything. What? Same fucking person. There's no way that dude makes that sound. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's him. What? And this record came out this year. Yeah, and I'm really happy that I did not know that, and I added it to my new list. I was listening to, I didn't get through the whole record, but I listened to a few of them. I was like, this guy's really fucking good. That's amazing. And it makes me love everything more. Obviously, they call it Scrotal Recall. I don't think he's a writer or anything, but like, just the lovesick thing, the Dylan thing now just like smacks you over the head. And then I just love the dear, you know, Landlord fucking shout out for the song Landlord. It's a great song. It's amazing. How cool is that? I really thought that this was... One, old. Two, yeah, so from I. like the Caribbean, a band from the Caribbean. They've got weird vibes that I could not place right off the bat. Wow. Johnny Flynn, UK, recording Crazy. artist. Actor. Also, actor in Lovesick. Damn, man. Well, that was a great, um, great reveal. There you I'm go. Lovesick, uh, season three, supposedly coming out. So, uh, two, uh, series two dropped uh, last November. So, nice. hopefully it's coming out soon because I will definitely be recommending that. Uh, for sure. And consider that a recommendation, everyone, to go see Love Sick, because that shit is great. Till the day that we met, and one glimpse of you, bring the load from my friend, to my frown, to my soul, and then rocking me by, and a game and a chip, 
on the earth in the sky. So said I to the land of Um, High Five by Dear Landlord, which is a punk band that Daniel recommended. You changed it. It was uh, I Live in Hell, which yes. I thought that was a It's great. That's what opens the record. Yeah. And then High Five, they mentioned Landlord in that. And so oh, I was like, gosh. okay, let's roll with that one. Yeah. But it's good. Good record. And if we're recommending the whole record, then it doesn't really matter what's record. on here. So. All right. Next one. Uh, I'll do the next two, actually. So Landlord, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Well, this was a good like credit scrolling song. It should be like at the end of an uplifting movie or the beginning of a movie where we're about to get to know some nice cityscape in the background. Let's do this. It's, it feels that way. It feels dated. It feels like yeah. it's something you would put in. From the that, 80s. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I kind of feel it. It's not something that I would actively seek out to listen to because I would think I am watching a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Um, also, they take the landlord in a way that a lot of other pe- – a lot of songs that didn't make the cut ended up being – overtly religious yeah um, that was weird to me is that a, a common thing to refer to god or jesus, jesus. as the landlord i you know it, it didn't make sense for bob dylan because he wasn't if he was singing this song you know 10 or... yeah 10 more years later maybe we can make that case but i guess it is mm-hmm. i guess it's not as i've never heard that i've before. never really heard that either but this song is definitely religious and like and we had a, choir, a song by a choir. The, the Mississippi Choir, yeah. we were. I was going to throw that on there, too. and Which was really on the nose. Lord, the nose. you're the landlord. Right. All right, then. <laughs> that makes sense. We might as well just call him. Well, he is the landlord. <laughs> the Lord of all the land. Lord of all the land. Okay. And then, so I went from that, and I had to follow it up with Lynch the Landlord by the Dead Kennedys. Yes, yes. which is as straightforward about Slumlords as you can really get yeah. from 1980s Fresh Fruit for Rotten Vegetables, which is, which is one great. one of the greatest records of all time, period. I mean, there's lines in there about, like, there's rat- roaches up to my knees, there's mm-hmm. rats, and there's leaks in the roof. I mean, it's, yes, yes. this landlord deserves to die. <laughs> yes. So let's take him out back and uh, get rid of him. The landlord's here to visit. The rats and just come down below. Landlord by Joss Stone. I've never heard of her, but she has a nice voice. There's, I mean, this uh, that song was more about her saying that in a relationship, like, I'm not going to be yeah. your landlord anymore. I think that kind of stuff also, listening to the playlist, helped me, helped inform me to what I was thinking for this. For it the, got a little muddled where I'm just like, what type of relationships? You know, because it's so easy to just be like, you know, two people, you know, a significant other type of relationship, but mm-hmm. it can be anything. But yeah, this one's definitely kind of a breakup song for sure, you know, don't yeah. want you to be the landlord which i found pretty poignant and i've heard joss stone before i knew she was exactly what she was sounding like mm. but i don't think i've ever listened to a joss stone ever before but i thought it was good uh all right and then obviously we'll just jump into uh two of them uh at once we'll do uh janice joplin covered dear landlord trippy light fantastic Amazing. and then don't buy us which i threw on there just what because a polar fucking to. opposite oh, of, of from Janis Joplin and that one. Like, Janis Joplin's is screaming, crazy, like, adult rage song. It's kind of an intense song. It's so good. It's so good. And it's shorter, and it's just like... 
Yeah, Let's do this. And then the it's Joe already Baez a short ass song. Yeah, it's true. It should cut it down even more. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Joan Baez is one. It seems like so much more an earnest. Like oh, I am a good singer. Here I am. <laughs> Just like, and that's we've summed it up. That's <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, all right, so now we're getting into the rent portion of it. But you got to think, how are we going to pay? How are we going to pay for our our rent, you know, you're practically I mean, singing that song. From I know, I know, basically. So, uh, so Kelly, what? How do we start the rent segment? Price tag, Sooner Kidding, one of my favorite bands of all time. Pay? If maybe even my favorite band, I don't know. There's a contender. Favorites is so hard. It is tough. It's so hard. I never it's easy wanted... when Bob Dylan's your favorite. Especially <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing a Bob Dylan podcast. Yes. It's not really that like revolutionary. No. <laughs> well, the Slater Kenny one would be good. There's a lot of songs. Oh my god. So, uh, this song is. So this is where you announce <laughs> the Slater Kenny. Slater Kenny podcast is starting. Uh, this is obviously a song about consumer culture. Yes. What is the real cost of the way that we live? Which got me thinking on that too. Price, yeah, this was another one that just like man, never really checked, never checked the price tag. Um, clock in, clock out. From 2015's No Cities to Love. Uh, I waited 10 years for this record. I mean, I guess I wasn't really waiting because the deal was we're done. That's you were it. in the woods. You were waiting. You were ready to go. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the follow up to 2005's. <laughs> the woods. I'm all <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great record, but I gotta say, I think my favorite Sleater Kenny album is um, 97's Dig Me Out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Dig Me Out, the title track, One More Hour, Words and Guitar, Buyer Candy. I really just like, I think that because it was about Gary and Corn's breakup, that it's like really personal to me, and like, I don't know, everything about it, Dig Me Out, it's my jam, but love all their albums. still have so much punch and so oh, yeah. much like even on the new one i was not ex- i was expecting a really t- different band like a more like i don't want to say mature but like just different like but when you say that i we know kind of what you're i know what yeah. you're saying and i'm glad it wasn't i'm glad it was just as fucking zippy and For in sure. your face and rude and we're still here man yeah still here we're still fucking rocking your shit off <laughs> fuck yeah. rocking your shit off yeah, fuck yeah. or as one might say rocking your poo off rocking your poo off <laughs> oh, nice God. got the poo reference back in uh, all right, then we're moving on from them to a band that means a whole lot to me, but in the music industry, can I pay my rent in fun? <laughs> so good. It's a great song, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it sounds a little weird. I don't remember Scrambles being so, like, bad sounding, so I don't know if it was just, like, the moment I was listening to it, but it must be the Spotify mix or something is not very good. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Oh, the song uh, is Jeff, like, he references playing rock band, like, this rock his house and stuff on. Uh, Scrambles is the best because it, his lyrics are, you go and look, search the lyrics, it's just... A, a min- miniature novel. There's so many words, and and Jeff Rosenstock is just a master of just like putting all that together. And obviously, 
We love Jeff Rosenstock, Antarctica Vespucci. So there, I mean, the line goes all the way back. So you can be listening to him forever and ever and ever. So that, that instantly thought of that with Rent. And I'm glad that all the bomb, the music industry stuff is on Spotify because there was a long time that Scrambles the record was also labeled Scrambles the band. So you, it wasn't part of their discography. Yeah, I think Spotify's gotten a lot better over the years. But anyways, great, great album. Highly recommend it. Eponymous Rent from the musical Rent. I love Rent. I love Rent. It's really not for me. Oh my god! Well, I love the song. I love the. the... Not for me. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, an ex girlfriend of mine is really into it. I oh, was like, you gotta never, let that shit go. It's so it. good. This musical made me think I don't like musicals. No, it turns out I don't like this musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never thought I liked musicals either. Yeah. No, but I. It was fun. We I saw a production in in Norfolk a long time ago, right when the movie came out. So mm. I don't know what the conjunction was with that. But I really enjoyed the movie, and I really enjoyed the show. Mm. Um, the show was obviously not Broadway or anything like that. Maybe it was the off-Broadway. I don't remember. It was great. I fucking really enjoyed it, but I, I never followed up. Like, I think that Hamilton was probably the next thing I eventually got into 10 years later yeah. after that. So it wasn't something that stuck with me. But I will say that I fucking love this song. I love this song. Good. I think all their harmonies are incredible together. And I think that the lyrics are great. I just think it's like it's we're so not gonna, weird because we're like, not gonna pay <laughs> last year's rent, this year's rent. Also, like La, La Vie Bohème, like all the songs are so good. I have no, there's nothing objectively he died wrong before I could see it. Like I mean, it's just like a, it's such a crazy story of just somebody creating a masterpiece and then dying before they get to see it. That sucks. That's the plot of Moulin Rouge, too, isn't it? Oh, no, she dies. <laughs> oh, I thought, when you said Moulin Rouge, I thought you, in my head, I didn't hear the rest of it, and I just heard Moulin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. shit, what? Moulin? I bring it back Honda. Time is racing toward us Till the Huns arrive Heed my every order And you might survive You're suited for Uh, so Rent's Due by Flatline Nizzy and Rent Money by Future are the same fucking song, in case you didn't realize. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I got to say, so right off the bat, Flatline Nizzy, let's be real. No one's ever heard of them. No. Because they have almost no listens on anywhere. I mean, that's not true. There's SoundCloud is dope, so they're definitely a SoundCloud, you know, hip hop band. Nothing. They're nowhere. I don't know anything about them. Um they have no Rachel music, which is pretty robust. Nothing. Just nothing. Gone. Future, I'll be honest, 
never really listened to Future. Never. Oh, me either. But he's Before. huge. Like, I know of him. Huge. He's the first artist to have two records come out one week after the other to go number one. Whoa. He just did that two two months ago. Whoa. But uh, the criticism that I saw right, right off the bat, again, I'm, I did not delve into them, was just like a lot of people were like, yeah, put out two records because – it's a great strategy for getting people to click on and listen to your songs because now you've put out fucking, you know, 40 tracks, you know, 17 and 17. Uh, and they're one's like kind of a traditional hip hop record. The other's kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a, more of a concept. Thing. Yeah. Or like an arm kind of, it blends more stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like bang on both sides, you know, you're kind of going to get all the audience and that's really how it's all made. It's just, it's made just to get ears to just get people to listen. And I don't want to like disparage it. I don't want to like, because I don't know. I don't know everything about Future. But, yeah, I kept it on here because we chose it. And I think on some level we stop after a certain amount of time. We don't want to keep keep doing this up to the very end unless we're swapping out a song for another. And there's a logical reason why. But I kept those two not only because rent's due and then rent money. We're telling a story here, Kelly, if you can't tell <laughs> from that, to paying the rent to rent to rent is now due. Oh and then God. we have the rent money. Uh, I kept it on there for that reason. But also, I don't know. I just want to know what Future sounds like. People need to know. Didn't care for it. Uh, I didn't like either song. Futures was better, if you could say that, but they are incredibly, incredibly like the on, uh, the similar. Flatline Nizzy one, one. They're the same. They're mm-hmm. the same. Uh, and it's not It's not a new or different or interesting hip-hop beat. I've heard this hip-hop beat a million times uh, with the same, it like, just It is the worst thing. one here. Yeah. It's not great. We talked about rent parties in Woogie Boogie. We did, yeah. So I threw that on there. I did not realize it had no lyrics at all. But it was yeah. a pretty fun song, little Booker T. Jones. Agreed. Playing on, going kind of crazy. That led us back to Dear Landlord. And then finally, we close out um, with, instead of being ballsy like last week, where we put the past as a grotesque animal at like the fourth slot, oh, so we good. kept the island by the <laughs> Decemberists all the way down at the bottom. So if you didn't get to the back end, you... You were fine. You can just take a, <laughs> you know, just take a little snoozer. Um, I love it. I love the Crane Wife. I love the Decemberists have kind of they've lost their luster for me. But I remember in '07, I uh, worked at a record store in in Norfolk for a short amount of time, uh, right right as the Crane Wife was coming out, and that shit blew the fuck up. And Picturesque before that was really great, and I kind of knew about them. Crane Wife is beautiful. I love the island. It's a weird song that really takes me back to a very specific space and time but i don't know i don't know how other people take it i don't know how to do it's good it's it's like two songs it's it, three so it's three oh yeah, three it's full a, yeah yeah it turns into a run fair song at the end which is fun well yeah a lot of their stuff you could say that about a lot of it <laughs> yeah it goes from uh come and see to the landlord's daughter which is where we got the idea for this and then to uh you'll not feel the drowning it's moving out by oh. west Barton. Yeah, I know, right? How do you even say that? Um, what's the logical conclusion after everything? Moving out. Got to move out. You got to leave. That's right. You so, didn't tell a story this week, Daniel. I tell a story every week. <laughs> I just want to these. The, I take these very seriously. So, uh, moving out. Yeah, I really enjoy the song. I really like. I really like whoever they are. I'll be honest. I don't know who they are. Oh, I just put. I have one note about this song, and it says, <laughs> "Not for me." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why someone might like it, but I did not enjoy it. Yeah, we're moving out. We're moving on to, nope, we're not leaving this album. Staying right here. Dream to Saul, St. Augustine, which means we're going to get some against me next week. White Crosses, he talks about St. Augustine.
The story, though. What about that story? It's, you know, rent's due and then rent money. Pretty good. It's a good story. It's a good story. We'll always talk about the story. We'll always have the story, Kelly. That's... <laughs> but we don't have to listen to Fine Line Missing. I can guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's get into our, our recommendations a little bit. So we'll just uh, trade off, I think, as we go. Sure. So, Kelly, we'll start with you. What was uh, what was your first recommendation this week? Kelly Uchis. Again, I apologize if that's... Kelly Uchis. Kelly, first name, last name, Uchis. Probably not a real name. I don't think it is. Uh, I do heard... know a Kelly spelled like that. I've... Yeah. People sometimes say my name is Callie when I say it. I'm like, do I not say my own name right? Nice. Weird. I've only met one Callie, though. I It's only a, her. Yeah. In a middle school, I think uh, there's a girl named Callie. Shout out to Callie. How's it going, Callie? All the Callies out there. No, just the one. Just the one. <laughs> just the one that Daniel knows. Well, it's that family friend. Yeah, you have had a friend since my friend Chris, since oh, okay. we were one years old. And we only met because his older sister, who would have been five, six, ran out of the house because she saw my mom pushing me in a stroller. And she ran up to my mom and was like, hey, can can he be friends with my little brother? Uh-huh. And then she was like, sure. And then brought him in. And obviously her mom, Karen, was there. And That's So adorable. then my mom. And yeah, so and they still, every holiday we go over to the Georges to have Thanksgiving, Easter. We've done that since I was a kid. Wow. So what a crazy little story. So thanks, Callie, yeah. bringing our families together. We would have never had a... Outer Banks trips and all kinds of stuff. And they're also from Kansas. So when I moved to Kansas, I got crazy. Wow. That's a lot of personal stuff. So <laughs> shout out to Callie George. Uh, you're married now. Can't remember your last name. You're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Callie Uchis. Callie Uchis. Came not out Callie George. with a EP in 2015 named Poor Vita, which I'm pretty sure is, means for life. I like that we're calling this an EP. This is a 30-minute. It might be eight tracks, but it's... It's a that's an album. That's fair. She they might out. call it an EP because people be doing that. Like Sufjan yeah. Stevens put out an EP that was an hour and ten minutes long. Okay. Like, it, but it was only eight tracks. It was I eight guess, tracks. Yeah. But one of them was seventeen minutes. So where's the line, right? Is it ten tracks? Do you have to have at least. 10? Well, I think Sufjan would say, you know, some nonsense. No, I I, I think it's length. I think an, an EP, an extended play, is more than a single, less than a, a full length album. So when you're talking 20 minutes, but then a 20 minutes can be a full record, you know, like Touche Amori, some of their albums, they're only 20 minutes long, <laughs> but they're albums because they have enough songs. Yeah. This is, you don't want to wade into that debate, I think. I would consider this an album okay. because it's, I feel like it's fully formed too. It's not just like five random songs. It's like, there's a full conceit and a conception behind what's going on here. That's true. Yeah. I would say album. I think it's weird if they called it an EP. Okay. I don't think they did. I think I made that. Okay. Just because of the length. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Callie Uchis, 2015 album, nice. Poor Vida. Uh, she's a pop singer, songwriter, pro- producer, too, yes. who uh, does her own artwork and stuff for albums, as well as co-directs her music videos. So she's like oh, sure. really jack of all trades. DIY, kind of man. Yeah, for sure. Born in Columbia, but moved to Alexandria when she was a kid. Alexandria, what up? Yeah, that's right. Guess who works in Alexandria? My mom. <laughs> Alexandria Hospital. Nice. You got some breathing problems? She'll be your respiratory therapist. <laughs> Shouts to mom. What's up, mom? Oh, my God. She plays the piano and the saxophone. She's done collaborations with uh, Kate Renata, Diplo, the internet that has a connection with mm-hmm. all of them. Um, I guess I would call this synth pop. I heard something today on another podcast, New Wave Pop, and I feel like that's my shit. Phanogram, churches, yeah, like yeah. that kind of vibe is what I'm going for. The kind of and what would you say was the... New wave pop, oh. synth pop. 
Smiths kind of thing ish, yeah. but it's also got like R and B leanings. Like it's I don't know. A lot of music now sounds what about like, like this. Sure, but it's it's still it's got that R and B feel to it a little bit. I don't know. It's, it's hard to place. Anyway, I really like it. The song, my favorite song on this album is "Call Me," um, but it's it was a fun find. I didn't. I don't know where it came from because I don't really listen to my Spotify recommendations anymore. I kind of just dink around and listen to what we make and. I kind of forget yeah. that they're there. But yeah, Caliuchus, that was my one of two recommendations this week. Check her out. And if we're throwing just Fanagram, because I think she might have more stuff connected to her than Callie does. Um, Inditronica, Glitch Pop, which I think that sounds pretty cool. Electropop, that's what I said. Well, pop rap, trip hop, indie pop. Yeah, trip hop, uh, trip hop just feels so, like such a throwback to me. That's like 90s terminology that I would use to describe like sneaker pimps, but I don't know that people use the words trip hop anymore. And how do you spell Callie Ultras? K-A-L-I. Well, I know Callie. Ooh. Meaning you, C-H-I-S. Y- you? Yeah. U-C-H-I-S? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, they've got her down as alternative R&B, which that makes sense. Contemporary R&B. Indie pop, neo soul. That's what I was saying. Oh, neo soul. Yeah, okay. And dance hall. This is showing up as an EP. Yeah. She's okay. considering this an EP. There's nine songs. Nine songs. 31 minutes long. And she's putting this out as an EP. Nuts. But she sounds great. And the... It was varied enough, too. That's what makes it weird that she would even make this an EP. Come on, get it together. Yeah. That's a full record. That's a, And it's really good. It goes a lot of different places, I think. So uh, We talked about Santa Gold a little bit last week, mm-hmm. and I, she's a very similar vibe. Okay. MIA as well. I think, I don't really like MIA consistent. I like a lot of her singles, but she's too up and down for me. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I obviously recommended um, Dear Landlord. Yes. Um, I like me some punk rock. It's good. It's pretty straightforward punk rock. Yeah. There's not really a lot of frills to it. Um, and then with, with that, I honestly, unfortunately, don't have a lot to say. I don't know how often they're going to show up on um, on things. They're a weird band that, like, I don't know. They always, like, reside somewhere deep down in my brain. And if I start talking about sort of bands like the Flatliners, Red City Radio, Iron Sheik, you know, you just kind of start getting down the, this road. You're going to eventually kind of have to take an exit to them. But there's so many defunct bands from the, the late 2000s into the 2010s. They're one of them, unfortunately. Oh, that's, that's, that's it. I have nothing else. All right. Uh, subtract. So Subtract, subtract is a uh, producer. I guess you can, we could have this DJ producer debate, but he makes all his own stuff. He's also a drummer. Um, but uh, his name is actually Aaron Jerome. He produced a record uh, under his own name. Well, he and wanted to be like a, an anonymous person, something that, somebody that could just like, it could just be a musical Style, if you will, where right. people could step in and be subtract and play music, and right. there's not really a there's not one subtract, but right. then there just was one, and it's him. Yeah, he wears a mask. That's why he was able right. to get away with that. Thing. But uh, in 2008, under his actual name, Aaron Jerome, he came out with an album called "Time to Rearrange," I believe. Um, 
and he has a song on there with Bochka, who works with hey. Bonobo all the time from Wild Stuff. Who's nice. and he's also from London. Like all these people are UK man. I mean, they that's where electro as we know it is is from, and that's where it's gonna like right. they're just still doing it, still killing it. So yeah, he's a I guess electronic artist you could say UK bass. UK bass. That's <laughs> a thing for a reason. Um, he's first album, his self titled album, twenty eleven length album i guess you would say uh had a single on it wildfire that has 47 million listens on spotify so i guess that's probably his biggest thing not my favorite um it's good he sampha who's a mm-hmm. london-based r singer Sampha. i don't know any of these people <laughs> i'm clearly coming at it from a very different i don't even know where i heard of sampha i don't know if it was just he's got a really pretty voice oh it's really really nice but he works with um subtract all the time Oh yeah, and so he features very heavily on the first album. The first one's good. Twenty fourteen, two albums came out. One an EP called uh, Transitions, and I did not like that at all. It's what. So a lot of electronic music to me can be kind of challenging in a way that it's unpleasant to listen to because it's either right, really repetitive or the beats don't really make sense together. It sounds like sometimes people are trying to be unique for the sake of being different versus like having any musicality to it. Like, I just want to make something that sounds different than everybody else. Whether or not it sounds good doesn't matter. Right. Um, I'm making noise for the sake of making noise, and that's not really my jam. Uh, the other album he released in 2014, which was the full-length album, Wonder Where We Land, was uh, better. It was a little more reined in and had a lot of good guests on that one. But uh, this one I actually recommended, which is uh, 2016, Save Yourself, I guess we could call that an EP maybe. I don't know. We're going to yeah, maybe have an, this It's an EP, and also not as acclaimed as all the rest of his stuff and i know which is just like what is this shit weird because i like this better than everything yeah, the else dream he's done. Is what i'm talking about I know oh right right the dream, yeah. yeah the dream um there's not really the same repetitive thing that he'd fallen into before with the other ones there's not you know that's like grinding stuff that just again noise for the sake of noise there's it seems a lot more cohesive a lot more thought out more restrained i enjoy this i like a that lot. kind of stuff yeah. yeah i i i liked it too yeah this is something that i would never search out my favorite song off of this EP is uh, I Feel Your Pain, featuring Dram, who's mm. another, mm-hmm. um, I think, London, maybe? Actually, no, I like that one and the Sanford one. Those were my two. Because mm-hmm. then right in the middle, it had a weird, the weird interludes that were like a minute long that kind of went to the place that you're talking about, where it got really noisy and mm. strange, and it was fine in the context of the whole package. Right. I think it's one of those things. Yeah, I don't know. Like the only way that I can listen to this stuff personally is as a full thing. Like Bonobo, I've been listening to it. I can't quite. I couldn't tell the difference between them. Mm. But when you have like a full, you know, forty minutes or whatever, the full records, they feel cohesive. I mean, at least he does. I'm, maybe it's different for other stuff, but like that's the only way to do it. Like to have like a weird playlist with a bunch of stuff would be really strange. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely an album person, and I think. It, if I was to get into this type of music, it would be in an album setting. Yeah. And so I appreciated this. They all seem to blend together. There seemed to be a point to the entire 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it's only like six, six, seven yeah, minutes. Yeah, I think it's eight, but when it gets to that interlude in the middle, they're like a minute each. Yeah. So they're really short. It felt nice. It just like yeah, made sense, and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it too. Um, you know what he is described as? Beyond UK bass? Here's some stuff I've never heard of. Future Garage. Oh, yeah. Alternative R&B, which we went over. Dubstep, which I think is kind of probably the big umbrella. Uh, UK Funky. And Fidget House. These are like these crazy micro categories that the UK has had to develop because all of their shit's electro. So they're like, okay, but this one does bloop, bloop, bloop in it. So we got to call it this. 
Garage also doesn't mean the same thing that it would no, mean in America no, in the UK. No, Future Garage, yeah, I'm sure that that's like... Uh, is a newer style of the UK garage, which originally developed as a result of some dubstep producers reacting against the prevalent trends in the genre. Yeah. Yeah, literally somebody that they does dubstep comes out with a different album that sounds slightly different. Now we got to create a whole fucking genre for it. So it's like... Also known as New Garage, Post Garage, Space uh, Garage, Minimal Garage, and Atmospheric Garage. He pays too much with their shit. <laughs> you know, and, and really all music is, does that shit. That's it's true. just like, oh, it's not post-hardcore, it's post but that's fair. It just goes off the rails because it kind of has to. My two will be quick. We won't really go that deep into them because we're not going to spoil weird shit out of nowhere and for no reason. Uh, Rick and Morty season three has dropped um, on April Fool's Day. They dropped the first episode. Have you not seen even the no. first episode? Um, <laughs> it's sad. A lot of it takes place in the Shonies and it's a really time bendy, fucking awesome, weird episode where he demands uh, some Mulan sauce from 1998. I guess there was a, a Szechuan sauce that McDonald's had for a very short time. Oh, my God. They made it and sent it. And they sent it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, amazing. In real go, life, McDonald's. McDonald's recreated their sauce. And sent Justin Roiland. Uh, the creators of the show, Szechuan sauce. Szechuan sauce. Oh, my God. But it's incredible. It's just like a whole minute of Rick just being like, what's the point of living if you can't get the sauce, Morty? Morty. <laughs> Uh, and then episode two is like a Mad Max inspired fucking romp. It's so good. Ah, jeez. Ah, ah, My sister died in the spaghetti. The f***? Remote override engaged? No. Yes. Bypassing override. I am alive. Hello. And then, of course, Glenn Campbell passed away. Uh, he was 80 years old to Alzheimer's. Definitely not somebody that I listened to regularly, but I had certainly heard of him as a human being. Um, Rhinestone Cowboy. A lot of these songs that he did... He oh, was very much I know that song, yeah, yeah, Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah, so that was him. Okay. He's very much a, a man of his time, too. And even like someone like Johnny Cash would do this as well. He, 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 has, he has such a beautiful and unique voice. I don't know how much of, of things that he actually... That's the thing. I, I'm not a definitive Glenn Campbell source. But the songs that I really enjoyed, I loved re-listening to um, a lot of these songs, Southern Nights. Um, he, he covered Green Day's Good Riddance. Hmm. Hope you had the time of your life. Which was awesome and maybe better than the original. So good. Um, Gentle on My Mind is a very famous one. Highwayman. I don't know if you've ever heard Highwayman. Uh -uh. Uh, Jimmy Webb wrote it. It's like it posits like being a highwayman in like the present and it goes all the way like into like space 
where he's like a highwayman in space, but like he's like, I'm always a highwayman. I'll always. I don't. It's really hard to explain, but it's so good. <laughs> Such a good song. And the way he does it is fucking amazing. And then, yeah, Rhinestone Cowboy like, is. I'm a Rhinestone Cowboy. Yep, that's it. Passed away, released a record called Adios earlier this year. And the last track, Adios, is really, it's really surprising and it's really poignant because it's not sad. It's not like, I would imagine like someone's going to be like, I want hurt, but like on steroids. I want you all to be really sad. But he's just upbeat. All of his songs are real upbeat and they're really beautiful. And Adios in particular is a really great song. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it was written for him, but it's a really nice, just like, I had a really good time here. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Like, really, really great song. Ran away from home when I was 17 To be with you on the California coast Drinking margaritas all night in the old cantina Out on the California coast don't think that I'm ungrateful And don't look so morose Adios Adios We never really made it, baby we came pretty close. Adios, adios. So I highly recommend it. And you come to us for us to tell you what to do. <laughs> we are a real podcast. We are at SOTWpod.com. That's where our website is. And you we can get Twitter. to all of our other things from there. Really, you can get everywhere from there. You can get to links to every single thing that we do. We have YouTube. We have videos. We've got... Instagram stories and Instagram pictures. We've got Twitter stuff. Every day, every week, we do a big Twitter event about the song that we're doing. So who knows where we're at in time? Who knows where you're at in time? <laughs> we hope that you're having a great day. And uh, thanks for listening to Except Confusion. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye. And, uh, we'll see you next week for... I Dreamed I Saw St. Augustine, which is coming out on Monday. So stay tuned.